Hello and welcome to Soulful Sessions, the show that creates a space for people to chat openly about spirituality, personal growth and share their life experiences. We care about allowing people to open up authentically and share their soul. I hope you'll join me on this journey of bringing authentic and conscious content to the world through the voice of my incredible guests. If you love our stuff, remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit us up at SoulfulBod on Instagram. You know, um, so cool. do you want to introduce yourself <laughs> and what it is you do? Sure. I'm Trisha Dyka and I am an empath coach that is somebody who helps other empath business owners and healers learn about their own energy, create boundaries, create rituals, quick and easy clearing techniques. And I think the biggest thing is truly just understanding who they are and understanding their triggers and understanding how this is affecting them in their everyday lives so that they can grow as a person, they can use this and look at it as a gift and they can absolutely create more within their businesses because a lot of empath business owners kind of shy away from being out in the public or trying to be seen because they get their energy depleted so quickly and they end up picking up their clients' obstacles and challenges. And I, I remember speaking to a client of mine and I asked her, we were talking and she's like, I'm so depleted. And I said to her, I was like, Michael, well, share with me your day. And when she was done, I, I actually asked her, I'm like, do you even have time to go to the bathroom? And she stopped and she's like, no. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> we need to really schedule time in to go to the bathroom, to actually give ourselves time in between clients, because that actually almost brings it back down to, do you think you're worthy of giving yourself enough time to go to the bathroom? And, you know, in, in between, you can ground your energy and in between, you can clear off what you may have picked up. And, and it's like these light bulbs were going on. And I said, so that means maybe taking one less client or extending your hours or doing something, but something that works for you, create that 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 thing your day for exactly how you want it to be not letting your clients run you or the day run you for people that like may watch this and and resonate with that you know as someone as myself I guess I you know I'm definitely slightly towards an empath thing you know what actually are the characteristics of someone who is an empath and how would someone identify themselves as being an empath well an empath is somebody who's born they're born with these gifts and as I look back through my life it makes a whole lot of sense now so an empath is somebody who picks things up emotionally they pick things up physically and they can pick things up mentally. And then I like to take it a step further. And how do they look at it spiritually? How do they look at themselves? How do they look at being an empath? Now, emotionally, it's that self-explanatory. You're picking up. Now, here's the thing. This is people think it's only from people they know. And that's not the case. It can be you're walking down the street and you're picking up somebody's emotions you may have just passed or something happens to the earth, like a tornado or an earthquake or what happened in Texas just recently with that huge freeze. And you pick up the collective fear and uncertainty or 
prime example, this constant quarantine, this constant pandemic, it, this up and down and, and nobody knows and that fear of uncertainty and that what's going to happen next. So not only do you have your issues, but you're also picking up on a collective worldwide emotional level. And that can be seriously heavy and draining, especially when you find it difficult to disassociate from what are your own emotions and your own things that you are currently dealing with to what the collective is, is dealing with. How do you differentiate between I have some great two? easy tools because I'm all about quick and easy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so important, spirituality, to make this sort of thing simple and practical for people to use in their life. And unfortunately, I guess in the space, sometimes it's like taken and a bit too far, you know, and it's like we need to bring it to our normal day to day lives to make it accessible. Yeah. yeah. If, if I'm in something where I get this ritual that is pages or 20, 30, 40 <laughs> minutes, I get turned off. We're all like, got stuff to do. We're all living our lives. So one of the things that I do is I create a grounding ritual for myself in the morning. And that could be anything that could be going outside and putting your feet in the ground. That can be washing your hands with water. That can be a quick visualization of gentle lights coming down from the universe, going straight down into the earth. And that's whatever you want it to be that you're comfortable and resonates with you. And then when I do my ritual in the morning, I ground my energy and I ask the universe to show me an empath symbol, which is something I created. And that can be anything. I just happen to like big animals and I asked mine to be a bear. And when I do my ritual in the morning, I say to the universe, please show me my bear when what I am feeling does not belong to me. So I, I have that for emotional, but I specifically also created another empath symbol for the collective consciousness. Mine is an elephant. I like big animals. <laughs> so and yours can be flowers, animals, mammals, fish, places, instruments, like anything that you like. It doesn't have to be a big deal. And it's also great for me because I don't see bears here. There's no bears where I live on Long Island. So I ask for bears and it's interesting because when I first started using that tool, I saw it 95% of the time. And I thought, good God, I gotta, I, I must be kidding myself. And I remember going into a store and I was feeling very anxious that day. And my husband was also on the same page. He knew what I was trying to do. And we walked into the store and on every single TV was a bear. And then I was, because I totally doubted it. I didn't trust the universe. I didn't trust myself. And this is going back 10 years ago. And I said to the universe, prove it to me. And this woman literally walked right in front of me going lions, tigers, and bears. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm listening now. Yeah. 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 I realized I had to start to trust myself. I had to start to trust the universe. And that symbol would come. That symbol would come whether or not I trusted myself. I would see it. I would get random emails from the person, whoever list I'm on that had a bear on their page, or I'd be on social media and people were sharing bears, or I'd be watching a TV show and the next commercial was a bear. And if I was out and about, I would see bears on people's cars. I would see them on their license plates. I would, and if I was, let's say, being like, what is going on? I'll actually get a flash of a bear in my third eye. The, the universe is very inventive. And in the beginning, I really didn't trust. And then after I kept seeing the bear, I kept saying, all right, 
I have to trust myself. I have to trust the universe. And that did take some time. And I also did a quick and easy clearing technique with that. So I would create the empath symbol, which actually teaches you your own energy. Because when you see the bear, I would focus in, how am I feeling? And what is my body telling me? And I started to understand that the tightness in my shoulders, or in my case, I have this specific spot in my stomach that clenches up really tight when I start to pick up stuff that is not mine. And as I got more accustomed to my own energy, I wouldn't see my symbol as much. And that, mind you, that took quite a long time. It was not, I used the bear for a week and I knew. So, you know, use it every single day, put it in place and trust what you're getting. And when you start to understand your own energy and what your body is saying to you, that's when you'll start to see your symbol less. And you can create symbols for so many things. But in the beginning, I just suggest maybe a collective consciousness and an emotional one. However, as an empath, I also would start to hear people's emotions in my head. We're like these big antennas and we're so sensitive to energies around us that I would also pick up thoughts in my head and I would hear things that I, I would literally stop in fear and be like, where did that come from? Because that's not how I feel. Yeah, especially when it's very like dark and deep thoughts. Like I can resonate with those ones so much. Typically, you know, obviously, like everyone, I have my days and I have difficult times in my life and struggles. But, you know, I have days where I might think really dark and deep thoughts. And I'm like, where on earth is this coming from? You know, and it wasn't until I learned about the sort of what actually happens to people that, that are empaths in terms of, you know, actually taking on other people's energies. And like you're saying, thoughts that I realized this is not me and this is not mine. Yeah. It's like, I actually created a symbol for that because I would hear things like, I don't want to go home or really some bizarre things that I would stop whatever I was doing. And I'd be like, I don't even understand what that is or where that came from. But, but it's so true. We'll pick things up mentally and, and mentally too, actually can be, you cannot, you don't have no clarity. You're just decision-making processes on the fritz, you know, like something as simple as what do you want for dinner? You're like, ah, and I'd be like, just make a decision. Mm. Cause I'm done. Like I'm fried and we'll pick things up physically too. And physically can be things like somebody's ailment or a headache or being tired. And one of the things I tell my clients and I tell everybody, if it's like a light switch, like you were fine, you were happy, you had no issues in your body. And then all of a sudden it's like, you've got this intense hip pain or this intense anxiety or this um, confusion or your head hurts or something. I want you to stop and really focus. Is this even mine? Cause I was fine. You know, is your symbol coming up? And sometimes, because it comes on so quick, the anxiety levels will skyrocket because it doesn't make sense. And what yeah. we try to do as humans is make sense of something. And it's not ours to make sense of. So here we are, and now we've created a story. Well, this is from the past 20 years ago when I had a fight with my mom or you know, something I'm thinking about in the future. And so when all that happens, it's like stop in that moment and just breathe. And one of the things that I also use, and I'm going to share right now, is a quick clearing technique. And mind you, quick and easy, just imagine your heart center is open 
and you have a gentle breeze coming through you all day long, clearing out anything that does not belong to you. And it sends it down to the earth or up into the universe where it is taken care of. Because as empath, it comes through us. We feel it, but it's not meant to be held onto. It's not meant to be explained away. It is not meant for us to fix it. It's just, we are there, we are witnessing it, we are feeling it, and it comes right through us. And it's dealt with from the universe or the earth energies. Totally. And I think as humans, we typically try and think of things with logic, everything with logic, and use our minds to sort things out. But particularly with this sort of emotion that's coming through, that is not ours to hold on, you know, to... And then when we start interfering with the energy that's coming from our mind and our thoughts, it gives the thing more energy and it gets stuck. Yeah, it gets stuck. So um, I am a big believer of some type of exercise as well, because that energy that gets stuck, it's like if we don't release it or we don't do something with it, it just compounds and it compounds. So like I'm, I'm all for doing some kind of five, 10 minute routine during the day too, whether it's yoga, walking, Pilates. And again, you have like segments, five in the morning, five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the afternoon, five minutes at night. And if you have more time, I would sure extend it because you're also connecting deeper within yourself and creating spiritual practices that help you to really understand yourself, really learn to be happy. And and that, if I could impart anything, that's really big. The happier that we are as individuals, the easier emotions flow through us. Yeah, totally. And I think happiness is not about being positive 24 seven. It's just about recognizing your state at a deeper level, like your beingness that does not change. And, you know, it's just about recognizing, you know, that no matter what's going on externally, internally, it always remains the same. Absolutely. Because as human beings, we go through a plethora of emotions And I'm one of those people who believes wholeheartedly that if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, that's part of being humid. And that's, you know, dealing with it. We have upsets, we have disappointments. And, you know, I'm for pick up that journal and write it out, scream it out, but get it out of your, don't hold on to it and do this fake positivity of I must be positive no matter what, because I think that bites us in the butt as well. And rebounds and creates more of what we don't want inside totally oh and especially when we're trying to put on a front it's like we're forcing down the stuff that needs to come up uh, and be processed and be healed and uh, and be dealt with in the moment and by just like this you know toxic kind of positivity and by not acknowledging and accepting that they're there we create more resistance, which, and you know what it is with resistance, you create more resistance and it just stays longer. (laughs) And it's like, like this on your head, you know, like. (laughs) It's true because the more we try to push it or resist it, it's still coming up. It's still coming up and it wants your attention so that you look at it. And we don't have to associate the emotion with people like, oh, you have to, it has to be something. Deal with the emotion. Don't worry about making up an excuse for exactly why you're feeling it or it belonged to something that happened in the past or just feel just feel the emotion. Allow it to be there and allow it to have its moment so that it does 
go away. And it's like, your body's like, all right, now let's go to the next level and let's move on. Because when we try to ignore it's, it can manifest in a physical illness. And I'm the first one to say it has happened to me by ignoring years of not knowing I was an empath and ignoring all those emotions and trying to not be sensitive because that was the kiss of death. Nobody wants to deal with a sensitive person or somebody who cries all the time. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. And you try and push that. uh, It's the same in terms of in anything like that. You try and push it away instead of integrating it into who you are. And I think a lot of people, when they embark on their spiritual journey, think, right, I'm just going to you know, get rid of all these parts of me that are not good, that are not this and stuff. And it's just it's not, not the reality. It's, it's bringing yourself in the hole. And part of being happy and loving yourself is accepting yourself moment to moment to moment. It's not about trying to have that, that happiness. Yes, we all want to be happy and joyful, <laughs> but it's not trying to force that happiness. It's allowing whatever is coming in the moment to be there and listening into our hearts and our bodies instead of the broken record up here which will tell us what's wrong or what we need to do or should be doing versus following our heart guiding us in the direction that we need to go and I think being an empath is a a huge gift in as far as I've never felt things on such a deep level we're able to communicate with people and understand them at a deeper level And I really love that it helps me to understand my clients at a deeper level too. And there are so many things that being an empath means. I mean, people don't understand that social media affects you. You're actually picking up those emotions from social media and from the TV and from podcasts and from telesummits and classes and even reading a book. I remember one time reading a book and I'm, and you could tell you're supposed to be laughing, but I'm crying. And it took me a bit to step back and go, why am I crying when this is really funny? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm picking up the author. I'm picking up whatever happened. For someone who is in that position, I guess, feeling those sort of things with an, with an em, as an empath, you know, and they're picking those things up and obviously they can, they can try these techniques and stuff, but you know, what do they do in those moments where they're like, what can they just do right in that moment to like ease themselves through those emotions? The one thing that I found is actually two things that I found really work when I would get caught up in the emotion and, and I'd be like, my anxiety levels would go high. They really would. And one of the things I would do is my heart centered intention where I allow the, the breeze and I'm like, all right, let's start clearing what I just picked up. Another easy thing is washing your hands with the intention of releasing whatever you may have picked up. And the other thing that really calmed me down in the beginning is I don't know if anybody has a pendulum, but I, I would use yes or no questions as a pendulum because I would be, my head would be going and I'd be like, all right, I need to figure out if this is mine, because if this is mine, I need to deal with this. If this is not mine, I have to have the universe let this go. And I would ask, is this, is this emotion that I am feeling currently, is this mine? And if I got to know, my next thing would be, okay, universe, for some reason, I'm, I'm holding on to it and confusing it as mine. Help me to remove it. You know, that letting go of control of trying to deal with the emotions yourself sometimes can be the biggest kind of healing thing in the moment. We're also taught growing up, don't ask for help. 
So it's hard for people to ask for help. And that's something that I had to get over, get over myself. Trisha, you're entitled to ask for help. You can ask anybody for help. You know, in this instance, I would say to the universe, I need help because I'm hanging on to this as if it's mine. I would immediately feel lighter and lighter and lighter. So I know without a doubt these, these work. I know without a doubt, because I've been doing it for years. It's all about, I'm all about, I want to be quick and easy because I want to live my life. I don't want to get caught up in somebody else's emotions. And the other thing I would love to share is because we are human, we have a bad night's sleep or we don't feel good ourselves some days. We'll wake up in the morning and it's like, oh my God, our bodies are struggling to either heal itself or give us more energy because we didn't sleep well. We tend to be more open to pick up more emotions those days. And those are the days that we have to be even more self-loving and create self-care practices for ourselves. Like a nice Epsom salt bath that night would be great. It's like, all right, I, I'm just picked up super even more emotions today. And I just need to take care of myself and my body to, to make sure I've cleared everything out. And Epsom salt baths are great for that. That's the salts in there for the minerals. And then it's the water. It's that cleansing agent. So I imagine when I when the water goes down the drain, so does everything else. I love that visualization. It's been so powerful for me as an empath. So I'm sure that that's something that's really central for, for yourself. Like you said, with the noticing the symbols such as the bear and stuff, you know, this you can use that with visualization as well. Yes, visualization is a great tool to set up your day. It's a great tool to keep your, your heart center open and have that gentle breeze going through. It is a great tool to say, you know, figure out what's going on within your body and clearing that as well. So visualization, I, I do that daily. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. And you don't, you don't even need to meditate with it. You can just sort of visualize in the moment as well, you know, just think, okay, how do I want my day to be today or, or anything? Yeah, it's, it's really about creating spiritual practices that work, that resonate within us, that help us to be happier as individuals. Because I think that we're all here. Yes, we want to make a difference, but we also really want to live our lives, love our lives and, and create as much happiness and joy within them. Totally. And I think, you know, when we're in this space where the sort of, you know, as an empath, we're taking on other people's emotions, it can sometimes become harder to actually take care of yourself because you're like, oh, you know, I need to just, these emotions are heavy. So I've got to distract myself. I've got to, you know, go out and do that. We forget to actually, you know, actually go within and, and take care of ourselves, you know. So for our listeners, what's been some of the biggest like self, you've obviously mentioned a few, few like with the Epsom baths and stuff, but what's been some of the most big self-care practices that you've implemented in your life that, that someone can implement in their self-care own? Self-care practices. One of the things is I set my day up in the morning. I have my cup of coffee because I love my coffee. <laughs> oh, same, same, love same. My coffee. <laughs> and I sit down and I think about my day. I think about what I my intention for the day. What am I doing? What am I looking to accomplish? Making sure I am open so that things physically flow through me easily. I also create an emotion for the day. And I usually pick peace, but imagination, success, believe, trust. Like I'll, I'll actually go into metaphysical stores or even on Amazon and I buy rocks with sayings on them. 
and I'll put that in my pocket or I actually have one by my desk right now. It's Imagine. Nice. Love yeah. it. I've got some, I don't have words on, but I have my little crystals. Yeah, I do too. I have crystals everywhere. <laughs> but basically that's my feeling for the day. So how do I want to feel? And if I come off course with that feeling, how can I get back? Even if that means I'm encountering other people with that I need to deal with and I don't have answers or I'm not in the right frame of mind or they're not in the right frame of mind. I will say, I'll get back to you. Let me think about this. And I will think about what I need to do, what I need to say, how to get back into that peace mode or that happiness mode so that everything becomes a win-win. Because when, when we start to stress and focus, we end up tend to, we tend to get caught up in our own way and stuck on the hamster wheel. So like, I, I'll make sure that there are things that I'm focused on for that day. And that feeling, and that feeling, believe it or not, directs a lot. And when I get off course, I'll ask, how can I get back on course with that feeling that I want to have for the day? And I think, you know, that's where it's kind of central is just, you know, understanding yourself and what works well for you. Um, and I guess, implementing that into your routine yeah and again like everything I do is it's kind of quick I pick that emotion or I do my grounding which takes me less than five minutes you know and, and sometimes you can't get outside so create a grounding ball for yourself on my desk I've got um, a ball filled with sand which I will play with I mean you can put dirt in it as well uh, great and just I have some shells and some crystals are in there as well and I just play with that during the day if I find I'm getting off kilter. And also self-care is not going into places that when you don't feel well or you're not at your prime and you you didn't rest well the night before. I mean, don't go into a hospital if you can avoid it or, you know, don't go into a stadium loaded with people or a mall. And I mean, I understand those are things that are less right now due to the pandemic, but don't do something that you know you're not up to par for. If you already are tired and not feeling well and you did not take care of yourself or take do any rituals that day, those are the days that I find I'm scattered even more so because I rushed through my morning and didn't do any of my rituals. And I find that I'm just scattered and things just fly at me faster. And because I'm on that, that wheel, I pick up more. Definitely. And it becomes harder to deal with, like you said, when you haven't had the sleep, when you haven't done the, the morning ritual to get your to get your foundation for the day. Exactly. I've come to learn that self-care and self-love is a priority. It, it really is. I mean, mm -hmm. I know people make fun of it or, oh, you're being selfish. But it's really not. For me to show no. up as who I am and do the things that I want to do, I really need to put into myself and recharge myself every single day definitely because i think there's we talk about self-love and self-care and people are, will just say oh this this again that again you know i've got to have i've got to stay busy i've got to do my things but like like you said you just spend five minutes of your day grounding yourself in your rituals and it makes a hell of a difference yeah <laughs> Yes, it really does. I'm no longer that scattered person. I'm actually doing things deliberately. I'm doing things with intention. And I know immediately when I'm picking something up so I can stop and be like, all right, I'm picking something up. Where is my head at? You know, I'll ask myself, where's my head at? And then I'll be like, all right, let me bring myself back to the present and clear this energy that I just picked up. 
or, you know, whatever physical or mental issue it is, we could easily, like I easily have picked up stuff from scrolling on Facebook and walk away feeling less than, or I'm comparing myself and I'm like, why am I comparing myself? What's going on? And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) And then, (laughs) and then I'll get off social media, go watch something fun. Laughter is a great energy mover. Definitely. And I think, like you said, people, for example, they start to feel these emotions that are coming up in these situations, if they're scrolling through Instagram, whatever it may be, and they, they carry on doing it. (laughs) And it's like, that's, you know, I mean, I'm, I can hardly speak because I'm very, very capable of doing that. And I can feel myself getting irritated, comparing whatever it is, but I carry on scrolling, get yourself kind of stuck in that cycle. So it's just being, I guess, more aware of when you, when you're doing that and actually being like, no, for myself, I have to currently put the phone down for an hour ground myself again and then I can go back to having a look through Instagram I do the same thing it's Instagram it's Facebook it's you know and I'm like oh my god (laughs) we do we we get caught up in our own stuff and we don't even realize it but but I'll tell you when you pay attention your body is constantly speaking to you your body is constantly giving you signals and and saying um hello put that phone down (laughs) we're picking up too much and Sometimes too, going to bed at six o'clock at night, just watching mindless TV, whatever that is for you and getting out of whatever you were involved in really helps. And, and so at our mindset practices, really focusing on raising your vibration, having, you know, listen, you're not happy 24 seven, but you can have a positive mindset and look at things through a different lens and still have a bad day or a bad moment. And those are the things that help you through it faster. Mm, just acknowledging like that, even though what you're going through might now, right now might be difficult and heavy and today is not great, but tomorrow will be better. And I will start the day with more intention, more grounding. I, I love what you said a minute ago. You sometimes just going to bed and watching some mindless TV. <laughs> You know, like we criticize that so much, particularly in um, in the spiritual space, sitting and watching Netflix. Oh, that's not very productive for your mind. You need to be watching, I don't know, some some deep YouTube video on, I don't know, whatever topic it is to do with spirituality. It's like, you know, what is wrong with just getting in bed and watching a bit of Netflix and just shutting off your mind? Because sometimes that is the biggest cure. <laughs> yes. yes especially when you're drained, right? When you're drained and you're just like, I don't yeah, want to pay attention. Absolutely. That like giving yourself a total break, a total recharge moment. It's, it's something we just need it. You know, you, you can't, there's so many laws and rules of how you have to be that personally, I think you should dump them all in the garbage and start all over again for what resonates with you and what really, because if you don't like these rituals, then you're not going to do them and they're not going to help you. So you have to do something that's creative and that's fun for you. So you'll want to do them in the morning. You'll want to get your day started, you know, off on the right foot. I mean, I, I definitely followed different people who in the industry and they gave these big, long things and I would do it. And I'd be like, all right, I'm done. I'm bored. I don't want to do this. This is way too much for me. And so if you don't want to do it, you're not going to do it. Exactly. Find what's what works for you, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. So where, where can people you can find, find me you? anywhere on social media under Trisha Dyka? And that's T-R-I-C-I-A-D-Y-C-K-A. Or you can send me an email at Trisha at Trisha Dyka.com.
Great. We'll put those in the show notes. So anyone who wants to find you can just go down to the show notes and find you there. So just to wrap up, we have a, a final question that we uh, ask our guests and that's to share a message from your soul. So you can take your time, something that just comes up that you feel that something might need to hear right now. Have fun every single day. That That is a mantra that I have every day. I am having fun every day. And I say it over and over again. I love that because that's what yeah. life is all about, right? And we forget <laughs> to have fun. We do. We really do. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been so fun filming. Thank you. you I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. That's great. Thank you, Trisha. <laughs> And that's a wrap from today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. And don't forget to watch our episode next week on Wednesday, 7 p.m. EST. If you want to connect with us, then you can find our social media links in our bio and it's at soulfulboard at Instagram. You can also support us if you'd like on Patreon. Thank you so much, guys. And we hope you found a little bit of inspiration in this episode.